There we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. I'm Claire, and with me in person is Bo, because I'm visiting Bo. Hey, we are coming to you live from my bedroom floor. Yeah. Please don't make fun of my bunny slippers. <laughs> Yeah, I flew all the way. Well, I took a train. Oh my god, I spent a whole fucking... I took a train, got delayed like 12 hours, not really a joke. And then finally took a plane. Oh my god, I've been all over the country. I was careful though. I wore a mask. I promise I wore a mask. I know I shouldn't be traveling, but like, I was careful. Planes. (laughs) Automobiles. And it's also special. This episode is also going to be special because we just started season three. Yeah, We're that much closer to season four and our beautiful beautiful castiel <laughs> actually should i go get the funko okay sure <laughs> let me get his beautiful sparkly wings yeah you can look directly into his eyes as you say your horrible horrible words yes i can make eye contact with him because <laughs> i don't want to make eye contact i'm also wearing my supernatural shirt one of many <laughs> i brought two supernatural <laughs> shirts for my vacation good fucking lord Okay, so I didn't have time to look at news. I've been sitting on my ass in (laughs) airports and train stations. I did not have time to look around and see what bullshit is happening. So let's get into the fucking episode. Uh, Season 3, Episode 1, The Magnificent Seven. uh, October 4th, 2007, written by Eric Kripke, directed by Kim Manners. It's very obvious by the way Dean is written that it's Kim Manners. Sam, Dean, and Bobby deal with the ramifications of the Gate to Hell opening, meeting the demon incarnations, yep, that's the right word, of the seven deadly sins, while Dean is living life to the fullest in the shadow of a deal he made with the Crossroads demon, and a mysterious blonde woman with a demon-killing knife assists Dean. So the very first thing that I remember thinking when um, we we got this episode pulled up, you're like, wait, 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 let me go ahead and note the, the title. The Magnificent Seven. I was like, a fucking course that's what it's called. <laughs> a fucking course that is. Because it's another, um, one of those, um, like, kind of, like, Western movies. And I'm just like, a fucking course. <laughs> the first thing that kind of has, well, first, like, the demons, like, come after some dude. And they're, oh, they're a big cloud above Illinois. But then we cut to the brothers. And, oh, Sam is just sitting in the car. And Dean is <laughs> from the window of the motel, just, like, bare-chested, just waves at him. And then turns around to take a brothel. And it's like, you two are so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, he's sitting in the car that's facing directly the window into the motel. And, like, he gives him the cheesiest grin, closes the blinds. But it does not actually give them any sort of privacy because you just see the shadows of him and the women i'm like this is so weird actually it's so weird and then sam goes in after talking with bobby but he's like oh my god right across from the and he goes in and he's like dean are you done yet after like two minutes maximum (laughs) yeah i'm just like of course he's not done (laughs) i was like the only way this makes sense is if he spent a very long time on the phone with um with bobby but also i do think sam is stupid enough to be like hey are you unconscious yet can i talk to you (laughs) (laughs) you come really fast right (laughs) of course he comes fast he has fish to catch (laughs) (laughs) um yes oh my god indina just fully like jived and very uh happy but it's just hiding the fact that he's like i'm ready to die let's go baby very depressing. Go, 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 go. And, like, Sam is... 
Sam, you can tell, is getting very frustrated and upset with him the whole episode because it's completely understandable. Like, if you're trying to do everything you can to save someone's life and they're, like, treating the whole thing as a joke, like, you'd, you'd get upset, too. Yeah. And But it's just so funny. I'm like, Sam, you're a much better person than me. I would not have put up with that much shit. Like, there would have been one strike and I would have, like, flown off the handle. <laughs> You've been dealing with this for, like, weeks. Yeah. It's at least is like, good brother drama going yeah. on. Just, like, Sam, like, please care about your life. And Dean, like, I, why? What's the point? I'm gonna have a good time. Also, um, Sam didn't know that the um, one of the conditions was that if they try to get out of it, um, Sam dies too. Like you're like, yep, we're gonna undo it. We're gonna immediately kill Sam. And Sam yeah. didn't know that until I think the at the end or in the middle. Dean is like, I think it was middle actually. It might have been in the middle. He's Seems like, like a finale, like an mm-hmm. end of the episode thing. But no, he was just like, oh, by the way, this thing. And Sam's like, oh. yeah. It's just like, uh, well, I thought it was kind of obvious for some reason. Uh-huh. I guess not. I don't know. Maybe I just need Supernatural so much. It just seemed obvious. I felt, I thought Sam would actually know that. The brother kind of remind me of this story I read as a kid, mm-hmm. where it's an alternate version of Romeo and Juliet or something, mm-hmm. where they, on well, one, okay, one of them had the antidote on their lips. The other one was poison. So the one would kiss the other and then they would die. So the other one would wake up and be like, oh no, and kiss them to put the antidote in them. But then they would die. And then the other person's like, oh my God, gets up and, what? and like, that's what I see the brothers as. Like one of them dead. It's like, oh no, I have to die now. And then they die. And the brother's like, oh no, he's dead. Now I have to die. And it's just constantly back and fucking forth. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that meme that's like, no. And the person exactly. stretches himself across the bullet and the other person that's stretches around them. Literally them. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was weird because I don't think the finale made it super clear that Sam was aware that Dean sold his soul for um, him. Yeah. But I guess it's also kind of the same way they didn't make it super clear with John. Like, everyone kind of knew. But, yeah. I don't necessarily know. I don't remember. It's been a while since we've watched the finale. If Sam was aware, though. Because I I can understand Bobby being like, what the fuck? And figuring it out. Because Bobby figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I think. But I think. I think Sam figured out kind of towards the end of the episode. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But, like, I think they said it's only been, like, what, two weeks? I'm like, oh, yeah. this is supposed to be, like, two weeks after everything that happened in season two? Okay. Yeah, what's interesting about these first three episodes, or at least this one, not the middle one, but the one after, is it, there's a lot of hunters, and they're all super fucking pissed at these brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is great. We actually see a ton of hunters, and oh my god. Um, like, we actually meet um, Tamara and Isaac, who are, like, a couple who I think they lost their kid to some demons or some other kind of monster. And they fucking were like, oh, we don't play well with others. It's like, that's every fucking hunter. Yeah. Every fucking hunter is like, I don't play with others. Like, sh-. Bella had this really good line that was like, that she said hunters are just a bunch of obsessed driven <laughs> obsessed revenge-driven sociopath trying to save a world that can't be saved it's like yes bella that was really good honestly yeah i i I love bella i miss bella i know oh my we'll get there but um the first uh, honestly the first episode was disappointing for so many reasons just because they could have done so much more with the seven deadly sins they ended up killing off four of them like four of them just straight up died some of them didn't even get a sentence in. Yeah, and I'm like, is... the only difference between them and normal demons is they can compel people to do things. They were a one and yeah. done episode thing. And like, 
what the hell are you talking about? This is not a one episode, you know? This should have been something that at least stretched two or three, like, if you're going to defeat them. And I just think it's wild because some of them, like you said, didn't get any screen time. And then the other ones were just, like, exercised and sent back to hell. So it's like... We, we just, we're never going to hear from these motherfuckers again. Yeah. Even the ones who lived. I, I think it would have been cool if the ones who lived were brought back later in, like, season five. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, we're, we're kind of thinking of, like, the horsemen in season five. Season uh, five. I think that was season five. Season five. Which, were you know, they had their own episodes and everything, and they were all, like, pretty interesting by supernatural standards. <laughs> Whereas, like, the sins were kind of just, like... What you see is what you get at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. Lust was sexy lady. Pride was, um... An asshole. What the fuck is that name of that? <laughs> the only reference I can say, Christian Bale plays him. The, with the anime card. With the business card. A oh. lawyer. <laughs> American Psycho! Yeah, what's the name of the, the psycho in that? Um, Patrick Bateman? Patrick Bateman, yeah, he just he just gave Patrick Bateman energy, and that's pride. It was pretty obvious. And then Gluttony's a fat dude. I'm like, fucking god, we fucking. There's a really good post on Tumblr that's like translating the sins into like how it's rich people sins basically, and like we shouldn't be beating ourselves up over shit that's clearly meant for rich people. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, also, oh my god, we finally met Ruby in this episode. <laughs> yes, yes, she just comes out of nowhere, um, kills. Three? I think so. Yeah, I think she kills like three of the At least two, six. and maybe Sam does the other. Yeah, and then she just leaves. I'm like, okay, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she she really showed up and just served cut and left. <laughs> <laughs> Although I kind of I kind of thought that I remembered her differently. I thought I liked this version a lot more. But I think I'm just thinking of Meg because this Ruby is kind of just every single female demon, really. Yeah, so far she's pretty much like all the other ones. Was it this episode or the next one where she tracks him down and talks to him? The I think it was the next, next one. It's got to be the next one. Yeah, because like once once she starts talking to him, it's just like, oh, she just gives off massive, you know, you know. There's like the version and the whore. She gives yeah. off massive the whore vibes. Yeah. That's that's all she and all the other um female demons ever do. Or they were talking about um exercising the sin that they caught mm-hmm. and they're like, We can't shoot or stab them. There's still people inside. It's like they're not gonna care about that in like three episodes. Oh, absolutely. As soon as they get their hands on that fucking knife, it's like stabby stabby. Stab stab. <laughs> There's no point. Oh my god. This was just why Sam having the blood exercise, exercise, yeah, it's exercise powers was so good. It was a good thing. And they, tra- they treated it like a bad thing. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that I think they really could have lent into a little more. Um, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I do feel like they prob- probably didn't lean quite as far into, hey, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because... It's one of the safest ways to exercise demons. Yeah. Like, all the rest of, like, everything else we've been doing has been killing innocent people. Yeah. And I feel like they never really made that argument as much as they should have. (laughs) Yeah, there was, oh, God, I keep referring to posts, but there's a really, really good one I saw earlier that was talking about how the brothers 
it was like a screenshots from an episode where they were saying mm-hmm. like, well, it's just a sickness. And if, if you want to cure it, you're going to have to want to be cured. And the person was like, this really is just like the brothers. Like they don't bother trying to cure anybody. Like imagine having a really bad day and you just get some monster sickness and they just kill you for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things that, like, I feel like could have been discussed a whole lot more because they like to touch on subjects like that once or twice and they're like, okay, but we're going to ignore this. We're just going to mention it in this one episode. Nothing's going to change and it's never going to come back except for in another episode. Two years later, we'll do the same exact thing and then ignore it again. Exactly. (laughs) Where they do act like judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. On very limited information. (laughs) On extremely, all the fucking time. It's so annoying. Also, one of the, uh, Tamara and Isaac, Isaac dies. It fucking annoys me so much because the brothers are literally right outside and they're watching the couple walk in and the demons make Isaac drink bleach and it fucking sucks and Tamara survives. And then, and then only then do the brothers like ram into, they just ram into the restaurant with their full ass car yeah. and they get Tamara it's like, you guys were right there. Th- okay, this death is on you. I'm gonna say that. This death is on you guys. You guys should have acted a whole lot sooner. Like, granted, I don't think they knew what was going on inside, but it's like, you had plenty of time. Plenty. Like, it was a good something. five minutes. It yeah. was ridiculous. It was really wild. Oh, one thing that you you mentioned, um, yeah. because Bobby... I think either Bobby comes to pick them up or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Dean is sitting in the front seat. And I don't know if it was a two-door car or a four-door car. No. So Yeah. So I what think- it is is that Dean is sitting in front passenger seat. And then Sam bangs on the door, scares the shit out of Sam and Bro- I mean, Dean and Bobby. And then it's, you know, it's a one-door car. So Sam slams Dean's chair towards the front as he clamors into yeah. the back with all six feet of himself. Exactly. Like, it's a two-door. And it would have been really hard to get in. And it's almost impossible to get into the back of a two-door car with somebody in the passenger seat. But he intentionally, like, would, like, yeah. hit the he- the headrest it to, was like, ex- push it forward <laughs> and hit Dean. It was extremely it was sibling. Funny. There were some really good sibling shit also, in this batch. Dean deserved that. He's the biggest oh, yeah. shithead the oh, whole yeah. time. He deserved that so much. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I really like that scene, too, because it's like, yeah, that that's his sibling revenge moment of, you're gonna be an asshole to me, I'm gonna be a dick to you back. Yeah, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, fucking, I, oh my god, another thing that annoyed me about the sins, this is what annoys me about every motherfucking monster ever, especially the ancient powerful ones from another dimension. They mm-hmm. always make pop culture references. Yes. Like they said, like, oh, these sins are medieval. These sins haven't been around for 500 years. And then one of them comes in, like, here's Johnny. Like, Shut, first of all, not funny. He he oversold it. The actor did, and I was like, "How would he know that? That doesn't make any fucking sense." I hate when it's they- so <gasps> stupid. And like, even if yeah. he like knew it because the um vessel knew it, yeah, it still really wouldn't make too much sense for him to use it like sense. that because he's been in this body for like what an hour, yeah, and like the whole thing is that they've been trapped in hell for so long. They're having a little party. They're getting together. And because, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just, like, what do you guys want? Like, we don't want anything. We're just living it up because we're finally out of hell. Like, that's how long they've been in there. That's how long they've been down there. They're partying their release. Like, why are they sitting around making pop culture references? Yeah. Also, they did call Sam the boy king, though. Like, that was, they did say that. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was interesting. Pride. Oh my god. Pride was so obnoxious. Yeah, Understandable. I didn't. He not had like... to be. But like, not fun. Not fun. Obnoxious. Just obnoxious. Obnoxious. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're just so bad. I just didn't like. They're just so boring. Anyway, okay. You want to do trivia? Uh, yeah, what's the trivia for this one? Um, the Chevy, Chev, Chevrolet, Chevrolet? Chevrolet or Chevy. It says Chevy and then Chev, L, like E-L-L. Oh, Chevelle. Chevelle, thank you. The Chevy <laughs> Chevelle Bobby is driving is the same one the vampires drove in the episode, Dead Man's Blood, from, like, the finale of season one. Oh, that, yeah. like, rusty-ass piece mm-hmm. of shit, that was a Chevelle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. In filming The Boys Escape from the Bar, several takes were done of Jared uh, diving into the back of Bobby's car. The director, Kim Manners, wanted it to happen fast, and because Jared is 6'4 and was diving to a small space, he kept banging his head in the same spot over and over. When hair and makeup... This, <laughs> this is kind of gross. When hair and makeup came to touch them up after the scene, the hairstylist ran her hands through Jared's hair and a small clump of hair with a piece of his scalp came <gasps> They used that clump of hair in the box the boys used to summon a crossroads demon later in the series Gross. and it remains in the prop lockup to this day Gross. that's disgusting it's nasty they <laughs> kept really a funny clump though. of hair yeah. that's disgusting that's oh my like God. that's real scalp oh yeah. gross that's so gross <laughs> i hate that there was I hate that so much there was a bunch of other trivia but literally like there was 18 bits of trivia but like all of it was pop culture references. Like, I'm exhausted of pop culture. I had a thought, maybe I mentioned this in the podcast, but I had a thought that it's so interesting that the most beloved character, Castiel, is, like, the one character who doesn't constantly make pop culture references. Like, he mm-hmm. he doesn't even understand pop culture references. That's how I felt about Kyle XY, <laughs> this ancient-ass show, where this kid... This kid, he was like, I don't know, born in a lab or whatever, and he didn't have a belly button. But he just didn't know fucking shit about anything. He was truly just b- born sexy yesterday, like that true. Yeah. And he didn't know fucking shit. And he was so lovable, and it was like a really good show. But then eventually, in like the second season, he went to a library and read all the books. So now he made pop like references constantly. And we, like my whole entire family, we just stopped watching the show. We're like, this show sucks now. Bye. I think that it got canceled like really fast after. Like I think everybody fucking hated it. Nobody liked that. Nobody <laughs> liked it. Oh my god. <sighs> okay, episode two. The kids are all right. October eleventh, two thousand seven. Written by Sarah. G- Why did Sarah Gamble write the Dean episode? Whatever. Uh, directed by Philip Segrigia. 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 I have a pronouncing pronunciation right there, and I got it mostly. Um, when Dean reads about the weird death of a man in Cicero, Indiana, he recalls uh, his one-night stand with Lisa Braden eight years ago and heads with Sam to visit her. When he arrives at Morning Hill Community, where Lisa lives, she is throwing a birthday party for her eight-year-old son, Ben, and she invites Dean to join the party. <laughs> no, that's inaccurate. Dean just invited himself. He really did. Yeah. Uh, Dean gets close to and feels a straight, strong connection with Ben, who behaves... Uh, behaves very similar to him. However, Dean and Sam discover that the community has recently had several mysterious deaths. Seems like a changeling is replacing the people with replicas. Um, A mysterious blonde girl, Ruby, visits Sam and raises an intriguing question. 
What did she tell? Ta- she was she like, um, all of your mother and her associates, um, or she's like, check into what happened to your mom and her friends. Yeah, and they're like all dead by association. Yeah, everyone who was related to her or was friends with her is dead. Which seems kind of... I don't remember that part of the deal she made with the demon when John died the first time. Yeah, it wasn't part of it. What's that have to do with anything? (laughs) I really don't know. Yeah. I guess it's probably so that people didn't try to go looking for... I I really, really don't know. Yeah, I just... That's really weird. It's just sad (laughs) that Mary really only had John and the boys and then she died. (laughs) It's also kind of wild because, like, when he's looking through... Some of their deaths, the dates are pretty recent. Like, one of them was, like, 2004. I'm like, that's only three years ago from the time that the show was airing. So it's like, I mean, I guess they all eventually die, but, like, they would have been older anyway. Like, a lot can happen. It's weird that so many people that she knew died, but I wouldn't, like... It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I guess it's just to be scary. Yeah, I guess. it. it, And it never comes back, I don't think. We'll have to keep an eye on it in the further episodes. But it's like, I don't really think that has anything to do with anything. Other than her trying to prove that she knows something. Well, what's really weirding me out is that, you know, they go back in time. um, The angels, whatever. They go back in time. And that we see Mary make the deal. And like her family, I think... Her some of her family gets killed by some of the angels, but it's not like they wiped out her entire extended family and her dentist. It was just like you know her dad and stuff. Her mom and her dad were killed by the demon. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, then they made it sound like it's everybody she's ever met. That's exactly what it was. Like eventually, everyone that was close to her, like her extended family with the Campbells that were being like listed ended up dying and they were all just like oh this was a mysterious accident oh this was a so-and-so but it it's also spread out some of it was in the 90s some yeah. of it was in the early 2000s it's not and really like, a pattern <laughs> it's like I, I mean like it's a weird coincidence that everyone who knew this woman eventually died but it's also like some of this happened 20 years later yeah There's, this shit fucking happens <laughs> i could believe that it's these demons trying to like clean up after themselves but it's especially knowing now that it's angels and not demons like and they didn't know that they were gonna have angels at this point i mean i think it was also the demon because the demon's the one who made the deal with mary i keep forgetting that the yellow demon is involved yeah he's not really relevant after season three yeah i think they just like did a kind of not great job of being like oh shit we forgot we had a plot line back in season uh three fuck um here fix it this way (laughs) like nobody wanted was it waiting for that question to be answered (laughs) yeah so that's basically sam and ruby's side but (sighs) dean just shows up at his ex's house there's there's so much about that that's so unbelievable like so bad one why? why and how do you know where she is yeah because i don't weird. like i doubt eight years ago she had a house with a mortgage yeah she was probably renting someplace Definitely. because she was in her early 20s and she was a yoga instructor yeah and now she owns a house because i mean i understand that like if you have a kid and you want a bigger space i get that but it's been seven she's been eight years She's probably moved. Why of all the of all the people is this the one that stands out to him? Because it was the bendiest weekend of his life. Uh. And that's pretty, but then he, yeah, he's just like standing around. He's like 
does he want a relationship? Does he want to just hit it and quit? But then at the end, by the end of the episode, he's like, I really want a family. He's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, shit, I'm about to die and I, I never wanna... had a family. Oh, he wants it to be fuck. male wife so bad. Oh, he wants someone to wife him so bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Everyone's always like, yeah, Cass is the bit. I'm like, no, it's Dean. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> it's so, it's just so funny. Like, her friends apparently have heard of Dean. I'm like, okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just think it's wild. Like, okay, this one night stand that you had, you bothered to get his last name and remember it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I doubt this was a one night stand. I feel yeah. like they had two amazing full days together where they, like, probably went out on, like, a, some amazing date, too, and yeah. fucked. Because there's no way you remember someone's full name yeah. and are probably you addressed and you both just this. banged. Yeah. Like, both of you remembered. Like, no. You, it was a very, very romantic weekend. Something else must have very happened passionate. there. Like, that's just completely unbelievable any other way. And then, yeah. of course, at the end, she's like, no, I didn't lie to you. He's definitely not your kid. I had a blood test. It was some other dude. It was like, it was so funny. It's like, that it was, was really confusing. Yeah. It was very funny. Because she's like, it was a guy that I met at a biker bar. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I had a type. So what? He didn't, he didn't leave so much as an address. She doesn't remember his name. She said he never even left an address. I'm like, bitch, how did you get a blood sample then? Yeah. Because you have to, in order to do a paternity test, you need DNA from both parents. Or I mean, not both parents, from both the kid and the parent. Like, you don't even know his address. How did you get his- Wait, consider this. Kink. She just kept a vial of his blood? Blood play. I hate that so much. (laughs) I doubt it. So, I'm not necessarily saying Dean is the father. I'm saying she probably lied about the blood test. Yeah. Unless, or the writers are just stupid. But, I mean, I believe that. I believe the writers are stupid. Yeah, I just don't know. I did like that they (laughs) didn't really shame her for being a single mom. That was really surprising and supernatural. She's like, yeah, I like to fucking party. And I had a kid, and I was like, eh, yeah, I'll settle down. Like, oh, okay. Hell yeah, Lisa. Good for her. That poor woman, though, that was her friend. So, um, one of, um, one of her friends slash her kid's friend's mother, Mm. um, is at the party. Her Her, husband, or ex-husband. So, the father of her child. Her and her ex-husband recently died. And um, that was what drew um, Dean to the area. Because he was like, hey, this is weird. Hey, Sam, this is definitely an excuse for me to go visit my booty call. <laughs> so the, the daughter... Um, so she's like, I, I don't think that's my daughter. There's, there's something wrong with her. And they're like, don't worry about it. It'll be tough, but you need to get yeah. through it together. And she's like, no, 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 no. This isn't about my my ex-husband. Yeah. I, from like the beginning of the episode, I didn't really remember what it was about because, you know, it's been so long. But I was meaning like, oh, it's a changeling episode. Oh my God. I love changelings from like, there's a book, uh, Poison by Chris Whitting, which is one of my favorite books ever. Mm-hmm. And it's about a girl whose sister is replaced with a changeling and he, she goes on a quest to find her sister again. It's so good. Please read it. I love it so much. And also like, I don't know. I don't know if I should really get into it because there's like a little bit of trauma associated with like changelings and autism. Like the two are fucking connected as, and then later there's a drowning scene where the the mom is sets her car in neutral so that she drowns the changeling, which is a thing that happened with as with someone who worked for Autism Speaks who did that to their kid, and they were like. Holy Good. Shit. Yeah, that's a real really? fucking thing. When that did happened. that happen? It was years and years ago. Thank you. 
Yeah, no. Do you think that happened before this episode is? Oh, it's definitely not related or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely not. I would have been like, hey, Supernatural, that's a little bit crossing the line. Oh, no, Supernatural's too stupid to connect all those dots. I'm connecting them because I'm in the middle of all of it. (laughs) But personally, I just really love Changeling stories. I have, like, a comic I want to do eventually that has, like, a Changeling character and shit and just, ah. But yeah, watching the drowning scene is a lot different now that I've been diagnosed. I'm like, oh shit, that actually happens to people like me. Oh no. I also just think it's, oh god, like, the mother, too, she was like, completely terrorized. That woman. At the very end, she like, sobbing, That actress fucking did so good. She did. She should be in a drama. She was excellent at crying. (laughs) Yeah, she put her whole pussy into it. She was very good at looking terrorized yeah. not just looking frightened looking terrorized and like destroyed and shit she was yeah. really good she was very good and like it's just so wild because after that scene with with lisa she just completely isolated from everyone except yeah. for the monster living in her home yeah and, like that's a Ooh. very horrifying concept. that is like yeah absolutely like, sam and dean don't in- interact with her at all mm-hmm. they like barely even interact with the changelings i don't really know what they are it is it's only until like ben is replaced that dean's like oh shit changelings but like this woman has to deal with this Mm -hmm. shit all by herself and everybody's like no everything's fine yeah not even at the end yeah do they interact with sam and dean yeah she she never meets them i don't think there was like five kids and one adult who was like being they were locked up in these like cages in a house (laughs) that was being built and they they get set free and whatnot and then the next scene is them rolling up to lisa's i'm like where are the other kids and fucking there's one part where like dean and lisa are talking lisa's like is he gonna be okay and dean's like yeah he's gonna be just fine i'm like no he's there's a bunch of kids in cages that's how he's gonna have some fucking trauma and also dean you're gonna give him a lot more trauma down the fucking line you motherfucker god i really wish he stayed away from ben and lisa god he's such an idiot we didn't mention this but we were like talking about how all the kids were really good actors mostly just because you know they just had to be spooky and it's kids like acting spooky they love acting (laughs) (laughs) but ben was just kind of ben was the dean that lives in the writer's brains, you know, womanizing, yeah. obsessed with rock and roll. Although at the very end, he did what he did, make sure that all the other kids were safe before him. And it's like, oh, that's Dean. Like, I can fully believe that's that was Dean's like, kid. I'm like, holy shit. That's a little, that's a little, that's a very brave little boy. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, is everyone okay? I'm like, admittedly, he was the one who was there the shortest amount of time. So he'd be probably be the least fucked up about it. Yeah. But- like, all the other, oh man, everyone else was, like, just scared out of their mind. And this one, this one little eight-year-old is the mm. only one who was calm. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I, they were really, really going very hard on the, he's just like Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's, like, all that stuff about, um, b- back before, like, Claire even showed up again, they would be like, AU or um, future fic where like Ben and Claire team up and become hunters that are like fighting shit because they had to so personally deal with it. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. I love those AUs because the thing is, is cool. he's eight and this is supposed to be 2007 or so. 
So he was uh, born yeah, in about 99, 2000, mm. and Claire was 11 in season four, right? Yeah. So she would have been born in like 96 or so. Yeah, so they would be very close in age. They would be peers. So I could definitely see them being friends. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think about that a lot. I think about yeah. the missed opportunity with Ben. Because yeah. they brought him back later. They should have just brought him back even later and been like, hey, Dean, I'm back and I hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going through my angsty teen phase now. <laughs> like, hey, I'm 17 and I want to punch you in your fucking face. How dare you steal my memories? Yeah, honestly. You're not off the hook either, Castiel. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do appreciate of like the two, it's Claire who came back and she came yeah. out fucking cool as hell. Yes, yes, I do appreciate that. Like, because it was a disservice to, like, kind of ignore her for so long. Yeah. It was it was just very, very funny. Because, like, I know I've mentioned this, but for years there was a joke that they, that, oh, Adam is still in hell. They forgot him. (laughs) And they did not bring him back until the last half of the last season. Yeah. (laughs) He's there for like two seconds. It's like like, way too late, guys. That's so funny. Oh my god. I feel like it would have been way funnier if they just forgot about Adam entirely. Yeah. Because I would have lost my mind how funny that is. That maybe, <laughs> maybe that could have, um, <laughs> what's the word? Maybe that would have made the finale just a little bit better if, like, the last, very last sentence was like, oh shit, we forgot Adam. Oh shit, we forgot Adam. <laughs> it would have been like, okay, maybe the finale's okay now. I'll give him that. <laughs> I'm still thinking about how the, um, that little special they had going on before mm-hmm. the finale aired where yeah. they were talking to the writers and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, Castiel's like the third brother. There is a third brother. It's not Castiel. <laughs> and you guys just made him very obviously gay for one of them. This yeah. is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right do we want to do trivia yes so this was okay i told you the first half of this this trivia got very fun so i told you because this trivia is so specific and weird and i didn't tell you that there was a second part to it later on in the trivia section <clears throat> so the first part is sam states that changelings feed on synovial fluid from mm-hmm. the mothers and that they always feed on the back of the neck mm-hmm. uh, synovial fluid is a type of fluid found only in the spaces between joints as it acts as a form of shock absorption to help lubricate and also helps remove waste mm-hmm. from the joint space all humans <clears throat> have synovial fluid not just women and there is very little in the cervical vertebrae uh, i can't believe i said that right the majority of synovial fluid is found in larger joints such as elbows and knees. So there might be other reasons why these creatures only feed on the mothers and only back of the neck. Then somebody resp- came back and responded. It was like, if the writers didn't really understand body fluids, they might have been thinking of cerebrospinal fluid when they said synovial. Cerebrospinal fluid surrounds the brain and spinal cord. It can be removed by piercing the skull or the spinal column. Since the body only makes about 500 cc's of this vital fluid a day tapping that sweet brain juice could easily kill the subject i <laughs> just really like that this person like these writers don't fucking know what i'm t- they're talking about anyway brain juice it's that good good joint juice or brain juice it's one <laughs> or the other um the cicero pines motel location has been used many times through the show season uh it was used in hell house bloodlust and lotus which is a season 12 never seen it um it has had many names in many different episodes and is ha- a 
Oh, there was a major remodel on the exterior for uh, its appearance in season 12. The giveaway, so you can spot this motel, is that there's a pyramid shape over the front door and there's wooden beams that kind of protrude from overhead. But these were covered in the remodel, so good luck spotting it again. I just find that kind of fun because you see the motels, they gotta be reusing motels. There's only so many motels in Vancouver. <laughs> was that, wait, okay, so was there a remodel before they reused it or did they actually pay for the remodel to reuse it because it's phrased like they they did the remodeling which i I doubt it i doubt it i doubt it because that would be a lot to do but the way it's phrased makes it sound like there is i think maybe that's why they didn't use it between season four and season 12 because it was just in remodeling hell for a good while there or something oh yeah yeah construction (laughs) and remodeling takes way longer than it should God, the trivia section in the next episode, everybody's like, he's a Batman, 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 man. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, we get it. He's Jason Todd. Blah, 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 blah. That's yeah. not news. It's very no annoying. <laughs> uh, but let's get to it because this is a good episode. Episode three, Bad Day at Black Rock, October 18th, 2007, written by the Ben Edlund. It's very obvious. Directed by Robert Singer. Um, during a prison visit, Gordon convinces the fanatically religious hunter Kubrick that Sam is evil and has opened the gates of hell and must die. While having an argument about the demon Ruby, uh, Dean and Sam receive a phone call on their father's old, old cell phone, uh, telling him that his storage container outside of Buffalo has been broken into. The Winchester brothers head to Buffalo and track down the thieves, Grossman and his partner. Uh, meanwhile, the thugs open a box that they have stolen and find a rabbit foot inside. When San and Dean break into the apartment, they have a strange fight with the criminals, and they note that the rabbit foot is a lucky charm that gives good luck to anyone that touches it. They call Bobby, who tells them that the foot has been voodoo prepared by a witch in Baton Rouge. Uh, although it gives good luck and fortune to the owner, if lost, the owner dies within a week. Sam and Dean decide to destroy the magic object, but they discover that they have been stolen by the greedy mercenary uh, Bella Talbot. Uh, while Dean seeks out Bella in Queens, New York, the Jinx Sam is chased by Kubrick and his friend Creedy. And eventually Dean touches the rabbit's foot too, and it kind of goes back and forth. <laughs> he he grabs it from Bella. It, it was a pretty good episode. Um, I, I forgot how much I missed Bella. Yeah. I, I actually have a Bella-themed um, playlist called... Um, might as well enjoy the ride because uh, oh, one yeah. of the things that she says to Dean is, we're all going to hell. We might as well enjoy the ride. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I agree with you there. And that's before um, it's revealed that she made a demon deal like nine and a half years ago and yeah. she's going to die soon. Um, it, it was good. Um, a really good episode and such a good concept that I don't really think they ever revisit other than there was an episode in like season seven or so mm-hmm. where they do something that kind of acknowledges that there is a market for um, for supernatural um, items. Yeah. That's the one where they have the um, the auction and like either the angels or hell they're like that. we bid the moon yeah that's right <laughs> so that was really <laughs> but i really wish they kind of went more into what that side of the supernatural community or the supernatural like wider world is once like. again once again magnus archives did it better <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah for real that oh, was those episodes with salace are so fucking good those are all bangers um, yeah, Sam and Dean go into uh, their dad's storage container, which they've only just now heard of. But he also had um, Sam's soccer trophy and Dean's first sawed-off shotgun in there. 
I love that, like... That contrast. Yeah, the contrast yeah. of the, the two main things that um they noticed their father saved to remember their childhood by. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like this take on a rabbit's foot. I'm actually surprised that Supernatural would bother doing a rabbit's foot episode, because it just seems like... It just seems like it would have been, like, nothing. But also, like, also it makes me wonder, like, why didn't they just, like, make another one? I know it was, like, really specific timing, but, like, why not make another one for, like, your boss fights and then burn it after? <laughs> you know? Like, I, like... Well, it seems like that was one where it's one of the few ones that was made. Like, there yeah. was, it might be one of a kind because it's so powerful and difficult to make. It's At the very- same time, that kind of implies that there's lesser rabbit foots that are not quite as lucky, but still pretty lucky. You know? True. Mm-hmm. But that one, um, that one was a curse, not just a, a luck rabbit foot, you know? Yeah. Also, I kind of like that, um... I kind of wish Dean never got it, but I really like that Sam gets it. And Sam is just like, no, I don't want This is such a grumpy Sam episode. Like, full on. I think Edlin just really likes writing Sam as very grumpy. <laughs> like I'll... this, there was the bank heist, other one. Yeah. Yes. And it has the iconic, I lost my shoe scene. I lost my shoe. That everybody, oh, my shoe. God, I did. I cosplayed Sam years ago and I did in the photo shoot. I like threw my shoe like across the street. It was like, I lost my shoe. Oh my God. Oh, it was like in high school. I, pe- I got it. I didn't hit anyone. It was fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh God, I oh, fucking cosplay. But yeah, just, and Dean is just like, oh my God, we need First of all, he's like, we should do lottery. We should do all this crazy stuff and get, like, use your luck. And Sam's like, no, we need to be on the job. And it's like, how is Dean going to cash the lottery checks in the first place? You I know? think at first it started off with a way to test if the rabbit's foot was actually lucky or not. Yeah, because I had he heard kept- back from Bobby. And then after that, he's like, yes, we need to get all this money. And it's like, Dean, you're on the run from the law, you motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> half of your identities are fake. How are you going to get this money? Yeah. Um, there's also like these two hunters. There's well, Gordon shows up at the beginning of the episode and he asks these two, Creedy and the other guy. Kubrick? Kubrick, yes. To uh To yeah, kill Sam. To, yeah, to kill and Sam. Because and Sam has a run of bad luck. It was really interesting that one of the hunters was like super, super religious. I don't think I've ever I don't know if they've ever really done a like a religious hunter after this because most of the hundred haven't yeah because like you know reading john's journal the whole time he was like if demons are real does that mean heaven is real nah and like oh sam i guess is a religious hunter kind of not as much super religious not like this guy but yeah i think most Most of them just seem to like lose their faith after all this but this guy went the opposite way sorry yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, exactly. It seems like most hunters don't believe. I think especially because there weren't many demons before season two yeah. or three. It was mostly other monsters that weren't what you would consider biblical creatures, you know? So they're like, they have no inclination to. Yeah. But this guy, this guy was, he he had an RV with like Four religious bumper stickers yeah. on the back. He had, like, this giant picture of Jesus framed yeah. right above the little nook where the um, seats and the table are. Yeah, and he's, like, constantly, like- <laughs> anything good time, something good, he just looks up at the sky like, thanks, God. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. God. And everyone's just like, okay, dude, all right. <laughs> and at the very end, he's just like, you're right, Gordon. Um, 
God, uh, it wasn't you who sent me to do this. This is God's um, yeah. will, and I'm doing that. And you can see even Gora's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. As long as you're on my side, I guess. <laughs> He's like, whatever, whatever, you know, floats your boat. <laughs> it's just, Gordon has a boat. He basically does the slow okay. Yeah. It's very funny. Like, the dude is such a horrible person, but the actor is very fun. Yeah. The actor oh, is ab- very that is good. so true. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that um, I was thinking about, though, like, when do they next bring Hendrickson back? Because I know that he is involved with the Croatoan, because that's when he dies. Yeah. But what season is that? Is that four or five? Because I don't think he makes a reappearance before that, because that would be excellent if he's trying to track down Bella, too. That Does would be he so have good. anything to do with the Bella I plot I think line? I actually read that Hendrickson's only in two or three episodes. And, you know, it's his introduction and his death. And the introduction was the um, heist episode. Yeah. So he's going to die in the, like, Lilith episode or something like that. I can't remember which demon it is. But, But yeah, like, season four, sometime in there. This whole time, I was just like, I, like, okay, Bella's here. We're introduced to another criminal. Are we going to get Hendrickson back? Yeah, it would have been really good. That's what's really surprising about, especially, like, this episode and, like, Considering so many people are introduced in these episodes, and Bella and Hendrickson both only show up less than a handful of times. Like, I think Hendrickson might even be just two episodes. He's two or three. Bella is four maximum. And yet they leave, like, such a huge impact in the memory of the fans. Like, you know, they still show up to, like, the cons and Mm -hmm. everything. And I think it's just, you know, it just shows that, like, the show is way too... (laughs) I saw someone use the word claustrophobic in terms of the brothers, which I think is such a perfect word for them. And it's just like, you kind of just are like digging your nails into any other characters who aren't related to the brothers. Like, yes, thank you. Something different. Thank you. Even if it's only for like a very, very short time in a very, like the very beginning of the show. Yeah, that's true. I also was thinking, so we were, so watching this episode, this episode's good. Edlin, all his episodes are so good all the time. And he introduced a bunch of community characters. He's implying Bobby has like connections in different ways and different forms. Mm-hmm. So I was like wondering if Edlin was a showrunner for the show, do you think he would have done a good job or do you think it would have been a Moffat situation? I, I don't know. I don't pay too much attention to the writers and i'm gonna be honest some people they really love certain writers and really hate um others i don't trust fucking any of them i'm so sorry you will never find me waving a flag for any of the writers like some of the fans out here do because a i don't i don't care enough to figure out which writers did what b none of them did as consistently good as i would have liked you know hmm so I, I don't know. I, I think I look. I think Edlin could have. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they actually asked him to be a showrunner, and he was just too busy. Because I think he clearly had fun any time he was writing for Supernatural. But also, I'm very glad that he never was showrunner because then Supernatural would have been good, and we can't have that. But also, we had Jeremy Carver run it, and it was okay, and we all really liked him, but. We really like his, like, single... I mean, he did Mystery Spot. We like his singular episodes, but as a showman, it's like, eh. Um, here's my trivia. In the final scene, Dean's son of... Son of a bitch! Line was ad-libbed. You can see Jared break character and laugh. Um, <laughs> this is the first time Bobby calls the boys idiots. 
the character Bella Talbot uh, was named, and her co-name is Lugosi, so she's named after the Hungarian actress Bella Lugosi, who starred in several horror movies from the 1930s, such as Dracula and Bride of the Monster. Um, this entire episode is about luck. If you look closely at the thug's apartment, there is an upside-down horseshoe above the door. Horseshoes are an intentional, international symbol of good luck. If the horseshoe is right side up, it collects good luck. If the horseshoe is upside down, it lets out all the good luck and invites bad luck. Which I didn't really know that's the reason that. Huh. And then I only kept the Batman shit to one bullet point because it was a huge amount of the trivia. People kept being like, this, this, this. it was so annoying. Why is there so much trivia for one very small point? There should only just be one point. Yeah, it was just a single line. But it, it's only significant because... um. When Dean says, I'm Batman, it's kind of funny because he plays, um, he plays Jason Todd in the Batman Under the Red Hood movie. And also, I think he voiced Batman in something more recent. I think he's going to. Has it been released yet? I I don't know. You would know better than I do. I think there's an upcoming, um, animated movie that he's going to be voicing Batman in. But yeah. Oh, um, she was in six episodes. Oh, and mentioned in a handful of others, huh? Because she was she was a pretty consistent B villain in yeah. um, season three. Huh? That is way more than I thought, actually. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an AU of the week? Uh, come back to me. <laughs> My you shit. I'm still stuck on, we passed by um, Witch Duck Pond, <laughs> and you said something about Destel, but you were talking about the song, and I'm like, oh yeah, AU were, d- d- they're a witch and a duck. <laughs> Oh my god. And then it made me think of Princess Tutu, so Princess Tutu Destiel AU. <laughs> Princess Tutu Yeah, god, I don't... Uh, let me see if I can remember anything about Princess Tutu. I wasn't super crazy. It's a really pretty anime. I just... It's not for me. It's basically about a duck who can be Cass, who wants to be human. She becomes human. She goes to a ballet school. It's full of animals. They never explain why. <laughs> it's weird, because she's a duck. But she's like, I can't, I'm not allowed to go do ballet. And then she goes to the ballet school and there's a bunch of animals doing, it's very, I don't get, it's too, all animals but ducks can do ballet. Yeah, it's too complex for me, I guess. And she has a huge crush on this one guy and she's constantly trying to get his attention. And there's this girl who is like the black swan and she's like always trying to foil her. But the the thing about it is that there's this other guy who's very sundere and he's like dark and like he's like 12 mm-hmm. so he's dark mysterious by like 12 year olds but he clearly is so in love with um uh, the duck what's her name but oh. he is just so in love with her and it's like girl look at him he's right there because the girl the guy she has a crush on is so fucking boring oh my god <laughs> he's so fucking boring oh my god so okay princess tutu there's four characters Cass is the duck the guy that she should have ended up with, that's Dean, because mysterious and kind of gruff, but also has a very tender heart on the inside. Crowley is a black swan. Easily. Who would be the one that Cass has a crush on, but like, that's Sam. <laughs> but like, but everyone's like, stop it. No, over here, this is the one you should be with. That one's, <laughs> this, is a, this is a Sam Staley you. <laughs> But that is actually Destiel. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid. And then I think there's like this weird person with a street organ who comes over sometimes and like sings about what's going on. That's Bobby. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. And it's been a while since I watched that anime, but oh my god. 
Um, I'm trying to think of an AU that I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to the tried and tried and true um, rom com adaptations. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I recently rewatched The Holiday. Mm. Um, and I just love an AU. That's just that. Okay. Oh God, I, I I need to figure out um what the like B plot is because. I feel like it should be Cass and Eileen. Aw. Wait, no, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. Okay. Eileen and Dean mm. swap houses. I don't know where Eileen lives or where Dean lives. Do not care. And I want um Cass to be the best friend of Eileen. Mm. And, of course, Dean is staying in her house. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I did not realize Eileen was not here. Um, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> and he's like, wait, no, who are you? Um, and I feel like Sam and, and Eileen, of course, have a kind of similar interaction. I'm trying to figure out how it would work. I think it would make sense if Sam comes over, he's banging on the door, he's pissed off, he's so mad at Dean, um, for some reason or another, and he does not realize Dean's not there, um... Like they set they set something up. Like he already has some some things on his house. And he's like, hey, um, I like you can sign into this so you can check the the front door and I'll give you notifications. So because she wouldn't be able to hear the banging on the door, mm. like, and so she comes to the door. She's like, hello, angry man. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and he's like, oh, um. And I, I think at first, Sam's just like, I cannot fucking believe him. He really let one of his one night stands answer the door instead of coming to talk to me. And he's like, and she's like, no, um, Dean's not here. I'm living in his house for a week. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're doing what now? Oh, jeez. And I need, I need Sam to make an ass of himself. Oh, jeez. Because, I mean, it's never a good thing when the very first interaction you have with someone is them angrily banging on a door. Yeah. I've never seen that but movie, so I don't. That really is not know. how the fir- the interaction with either of them worked. But I, I'm trying to rework it. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I can think of because I can't think of anything else uh, right now. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Duplus on Tumblr, Duplus twenty seven on Twitter, Duplus everywhere. Um, if you want to find me, you're gonna have to get on the Amtrak. Get fucking comfy, because it's gonna be a long fucking trip to get over here. Then you gotta fucking... You find out that your train is six hours late. Then you gotta wait at the train station (laughs) for another six hours. Then you have to take the craziest taxi you've ever taken in your entire life. And the dude says, yeah, I've been awake since 4 a.m. since yesterday. And you're like, what? And he's like, nothing. And then you get to your friend's house, and it turns out they were awake the whole time. They could have driven you, and I try not to be pissy about it. And then you get six hours of sleep and they wake you up and you're like, <laughs> and then you'll find me in that moment between sleep and wake. And I'll be like, you missed your train, buddy. You're going to wake up and realize that was all a terrible nightmare. <laughs> and if you want to find me, you will then drive to the airport, get on a plane and I'll pick you up. Yeah. I'll pick you up. immediately, And I'll, I'll bring hot chocolate for you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, that was so nice of you.
Um, you can find us at Howling Podcast on Twitter, Howling Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy us. We were the number 220th top comedy podcast in Poland. <laughs> in Poland? <laughs> Who in Poland is listening to us? Hey, Poland we, listener. Poland love listener. We love you. <laughs> um, Misha Collins. Please come on the show and tell us all about your rom-com AUs. Yes. Tell us about your trip to Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have a good day, everyone, and carry on my wayward kids. Bye. Yeah, my sister, I remember when we were teenagers, she watched it and she told me a little bit about it. I was in incredibly confused because mm. i didn't watch it i was just hearing it secondhand and i was like what the fuck are you talking about because i think it was either that one or another one where it had a lot of like allusions to um revolutionary girl utena no really no it had a lot of allusions to princess swan or the nutcracker or something i think it was princess tutu barbie and the nutcracker <laughs> Yes, the the well-known anime Barbie and the Nutcracker, which is a direct adaptation of yes. The Nutcracker, has many allusions <laughs> to The Nutcracker. Yes.